Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, I got a jingle on the way. We're going to have intro music. This shit going to sound like, man, all the AM talk stations, hip-hop stations, all the stations want some of this infotainment. This is Red Pill Tamales, the number one recommended show by Uber and Lyft drivers because they be red-pilled and sometimes they go a little bit too deep. I had a driver say, you know that's really not Chelsea Clinton, right? She was executed 17 months ago. Dude, military right. tribunal. You got so many Uber stories. Like, man, Mil- yeah. a driver. Oh yeah, one Uber driver, Latino, uh, in Vegas, dropping us off midnight, and myself dropping us off at the airport like at three forty-five a.m. He's like, dude, I'm gonna do my best to beat this four a.m. traffic, and I was like, four a.m. traffic, really, bro? That many people flying out? Vegas is a nut house, bro. It is so congested with so many people. It was an ocean of cars. I, I literally, thankfully. This was a new flight that I like rearranged. So I was C, boarding group C. I, I paid curbside. I tipped the curbside guy so I can get my bags on quicker. He's like, dude, you're for, I'll do my best. It flights in 45 or something like that. Try to make it through the ocean of security people. Sprint. I, I held the fanny pack like a football. So it wouldn't be like all swinging around yeah. and shit. And I sprinted like OJ through Terminal 3. Should have been you're like, I got a baby, I got a baby, I got to go. Bro, I, I'm now in hindsight, the, uh, the the security people looking through the bubble, they're probably like, keep an eye on that kid. That, that, that looks weird. He's holding this little satchel as he's sprinting. And I barely made it on the flight, bro. Uh, so anyway, the Uber driver, the Latino in the morning, he was like, no, por eso me estoy cuidando. Ahora tomo pura leche de soya. He basically, for those that don't speak Spanish, he said, you know, I'm actually trying to take care of myself, man. I'm drinking nothing but soy milk. And I was like, uh, sir. <laughs> I was like, hey, a los hombres. Like, hey, that's that's going to, it's going to take away that fighter gene, my brother. You you got, you need the testosterone. You know, I was like, they doing it on purpose, bro. It's a, it's a big play. They want to sissify us and make us soft and weak and easy to, easy to control. I was like, diga no a la soya. Yeah, oh, yo, yeah, no, no more soy boy, no more soy boy. What was he, was he Mexican guy? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. That's hilarious. Te va a salir el cabello color pink o rosa y azul. But, you know, that just lets you know how much propaganda is out there. He, what it is, is the soy industry probably lost profits after people that listen to Rogan and Red Pill Tamales are like, whoa, hey, hold on now. We got a gang called the Tia. And we trying to figure out how to be hard to kill, how to be hard targets, how to survive in case shit hits the fan. Like, we on that mindset, you know what I mean? Like, how we going to make more shmoney? You know, you know, do you know how to fight? Just all these positive, nothing illegal when I say gang people, nothing <laughs> illegal, nothing illegal. Just all positivity, hoping, helping, um, holding ourselves accountable. But that lets you know that the propaganda has made its way to the Latino community because the soy industry, they probably like, Man, everybody else waking up about this shit. Like, yeah. a lot of the men ain't drinking this shit because they know about the estrogen. Hey, target the Latinos. You know, we talked about raw milk. It's crazy that raw milk is illegal, right? In, in most crazy. areas. Because it, it's got to be pasteurized. Yeah. And it's regulated by who? USDA? Y- yes. And FDA, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Crazy, huh? It's nuts. They don't want the natural good stuff. Well, at first, like a few years ago, I'd have been like, well, bro, you know, they don't want people getting sick, sick and there's yeah. probably like bacteria and, you know, there's a lot of liability there. Which you're totally right. That's also right, right? Like you always say, two things can be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah, but also not only like freedom and number two, everything we've seen these little agencies do are against health. They're against health. So, for example, I'm going to get into how great 
uh vegas was right we're gonna go into detail uh shout out to everybody who made the trip and i apologize to everybody that i threw off by <laughs> temporarily canceling because all my fans are last minute uh ticket purchasers but um okay everything these health agencies según ellos oh we're doing this for your health no it's for your health all right so i went to go check out a class or two at a uh, 10th planet vegas right uh shout out to casey and the whole staff so I went to two classes, two different days, right? And uh, and that's actually why I made sure I landed nice and early. Like I moved flights around out of Salt Lake. Like all this butt crack of dawn shit I've been doing because mm-hmm. these classes be like at 11. And if you land at noon, te chingaste todo el pinche día. Now you're depressed. You didn't do shit. Now you're just watching tutorials. So there was a kid from Canada who flew in and he was visiting just like me. Um he he we got to chit-chatting and he was just like bro canada's so screwed up he's like man i got depressed i gained weight because you know jujitsu was outlawed you know you couldn't do contact you couldn't the gyms couldn't be open you know you know how trudeau is yeah and uh and i was like ain't that something bro it affected so many people's mental health especially something like jujitsu that people use for health and mental health and just challenging yourself and it's an escape and um I don't know if you've heard this because you you had a jujitsu podcast but, and you've interviewed a lot of people. But um, like think about how many people, mental health wise, addiction wise, like were just got so addicted to jujitsu that they left whatever the pills alone, the cigarettes or whatever, oh, yeah. that, whatever the habits and activities were. Um, and then you take jujitsu away from people, and then you wondering why it's like you actually probably did more harm, bro. Yeah, was this, this little flu? He was he a kid or an older kind of? Nah, dude? he was actually young because uh, he was too young to make it to the comedy show, and he actually flew in for a uh, like a bachelor party, mm. which he probably wasn't gonna be able to do half the shit. Yeah, um, you know, but he made it to jujitsu class, so I think more than anything that was part of his uh, tourist activities. That's badass. So, Tenth Planet Vegas. Yes. Who's the? Do you know the instructor? I think, uh, Casey Halstead. Yeah, is the owner. yeah, that's badass. Come on, Rob. Dude, Fuck with me, dog. Look, cool. right, right now I'm nursing injuries, my boy. I, in the middle of my sleep, I had to take my wedding ring off and move it to my right hand because I just started getting like this bad itch. I was just like, man, what the fuck is going on with my finger? And my soul was like, I think you broke something. She's of course. Like, the worst. Worst case I mean, scenario. She, so according to her, and she's like, it's probably swelling from when I like crunched yeah. the little pinky side of my hand. And like a ligament to where it connects right here to my forearm. This shit hurts. So that's one of the little injuries I'm nursing. Uh, yesterday in MMA class at Urban Jungle, we did number kicks. And one of the exercises was we're going to kick each other in that little nerve on your thigh to try to give the person that Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. Like not hard. Yeah. You, it's a very light kick. But when you're accurate, dude, my shit is like fucking numb today. So I was on some fucking Muay Thai shit, bro. Did you uh, return the favor to a couple people? Well, yeah, you had to. It was like 100 each, you know. Mm -hmm. Damn, son. Yeah, a lot of kicks. This is the most physical activity you've probably done, right? Ever Like this, like actual, like hands-on, feet-on kind of thing as far as martial arts? Uh, Yeah. These MMA classes? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Did you ever think about, are you going to compete at all? You know, you, you, I've been seeing all these... Um, uh, Masters 2? Master, what is it, Master 2? Yeah, I, I, any of the Masters classes, right? But you've got like, um, who played Venom? At uh, Tom uh, Hardy? What's his name? Is it Tom Hardy? Seppa. I think so. Tom Hardy, I think, right? Ed Hardy. Ed, is it Ed Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the actor's name is, you know, him, he's been competing a lot lately. I think, really? Yeah, I don't know what he, I don't know if he's a blue belt or what he, he might be a white belt. Even, Mario but, Lopez, too. Mario Lopez, um, you know, Ashton Kutcher. But they all do gi? They all do gi. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm versatile, my G. 
I'm you, versatile with my style, Big Don. I want to start with Gee, though. You might want to yeah, start I do. I do. Gee. No, competing with Gee. Oh, start okay, okay, okay. Gee before you start, you know, hit up Eddie and be like, hey, Eddie, put me in a CJJ right now. I mean, you know. Master it, CJJ. You know. Oh, so what is the CJJ? Combat, Combat Jiu Jitsu, yeah. yeah, strikes, yeah. Palm strikes from the bottom. Yeah. Or on the ground. Yeah, putazos. Yep. Uh, and you know what? At Urban Jungle, they, they, they let you. I've never been for one of these classes, but like. Uh, coach, uh, Professor Tony, he makes you slap each other around. Yeah. He, he basically said a black belt is really a brown belt once he once shit gets real physical. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's putazos involved. You might be a purple belt, really you a blue belt. Once shit hits the fan, you got to like kind of panic yeah. a little bit. Especially if you're going for legs. If you're going for leg logs and shit and you got your face all right there, like all I have to do is just fucking right there, just karate chop. But if you're playing strict jiu-jitsu, obviously you don't have to worry about that. And you know what, bro? Check this out. Big announcement on RPT. All right. For the first time ever, there were two new people in the class that knew less than me. This All right. In Vegas, right? So you already know how that went down. Put that you know, in. I was like a wet blanket. I was taking up space. I was waterboarding, motherfucker. It was pressure. You was in my pressure cooker. And you know what? I, come on, yeah. Come Give on. Give it to him. Come Give on. it to him, everybody. Cooking him slow. Give it to him. Not down to the bone. Nah. I was, um, I'm still a white belt. I don't know shit. But with the little the little bit of tools I have. Dog, oh, these poor little new it was like it was their first or like second time ever. You know what I'm saying? So they might have been in shape, but jujitsu was different. Were they preteens? No. No, they were spazzy. One might have they might have both both been like early twenties, bro. I'm okay. forty three. <laughs> I'm forty three. These were like not OB these were like in shape little kids that do Oculus and put the put the weights. <laughs> One of them said that. He's like, dude, I go four hours on the Oculus. He's like, I put no weights. Way. I swear to God. What did you think when he told you that? You're like, man, I'm fucking older. Well, These kids are fucking weak. Nah, I was just telling him. I was like, bro, um, I was like, what it is is in the beginning, you're just like what's the word? Like a fish flailing. Fish out of water, yeah. Like flailing and flogging. I don't know what the word is, but you're just like flapping around. Don't know how to control your breathing. You don't have any tools, and you're just like trying to muscle through everything, and you're spazzy. And um, and then when you know a thing or two, you're just like making choices. You're do do grab, you know, two on one. You know, doing this. You going for little moves, and or you just controlling them, and they get really frustrated, and now they just burning energy and sweating, right? Um, so yeah, that's what I told them. I gave them little pointers like, hey man, T Rex arms, bro. T Rex arms. You know stuff like that. So we do have an interview to get to in a couple of minutes with uh, Mr. Clay Clark. You'll hear all about him yeah, on yeah. Uh, on that uh, thirty minute interview with him. Really interesting. Oh man, I was telling Marisol, I was like, uh, "This is somebody we got to stay in touch with." I was like, "This man got a ton of energy." I felt like I did not have my life together, and I felt like I was drag. I walked slow. I started feeling <laughs> I like I walked phrase. slow. Yeah, yeah. He, this man, Clay Clark, is definitely on his hustle. Um, He's going to mention his website and his events. Um, but yeah, I was just like, bro, you on some entrepreneurship. I was like, is this dude like a life coach? Right. He is kind of a coach, right? He's a coach consultant, you know, for businesses. So I'm sure people, all those people that run businesses get you and, know, coaching and, from him. And he gave y'all some good game in this quick interview. Uh, the seven F's. It was like family, fitness, faith. Yeah, yeah, it was focused great. attention. I was like, oh, I need to write that down. And like, hold on, hold on. I'm taking notes. He gives out his number like Mike Jones. Who? Straight up. But before we get to that interview, more about the Vegas trip. So you met up with some Thea? Members of the Thea. Yeah. We had uh, Giovanni and his lady were in the house. Of course, Stevie Caponi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stevie was in the watermelon shirt on yeah no stevie um he had a great time man you know he had his activities lined up and <laughs> uh they made it to the saw escape room i think i was performing that night uh but yeah we had you know we broke bread hung out had drinks kicked it 
Uh, who else was there? Um, I see Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark from the Cali Coast, his brother Matt, Matt Dog. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much it. That's badass. And, uh, you know, obviously we had Jerry Garcia in the house, Midnight Castillo. Uh, Anthony A stopped by from Phoenix to do a guest spot. Uh, Cap G was in the house for the, for the, uh, the second day of Vegas. Uh, Salt Lake City, we had Rocco Vargas from the Mayans. How badass. Um, Salt Lake City had it cracking on a Thursday. It was like... Word. Salt Lake City pretty much covered the trip. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, I got, I got expenses, right? I'm bringing people, I'm paying people, whether there's hotels, there's flights, there's a lot of moving parts. And Salt Lake City made sure and took care of, you know, if Vegas' first night was very light. Really? Extremely light. Which is odd because it was... Uh... The lightest. <laughs> Some might say the lightest. Some might say. Some might say we won't do a prime day ever again. We'll do midweeks. Because usually Vegas is popping, but it's like middle of the week. Uh, they, I think they like middle of the week. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because on the weekend. We did so good last year, like on a Thursday. We're yeah. like, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you coming back next year on, on the weekend, my dog. I was like, yeah, my G. And, but yeah, I guess like weekends in Vegas, I've never been, right? But like residencies and things to do and tours and stuff is you know, kind of a weekend thing. Yeah, but you know what, bro? Vegas is not my speed it is not because you walk slow it's not i don't gamble yeah i'm not into prostitutes i don't do drugs you don't like good times then come on dog you you finna <laughs> fuck with these prostitutes i know rob trying to be funny but like hey everybody listening dog first of all where we stayed was the stratosphere right the neighborhood adjacent like literally literally they're like don't go out the back door they're like catch all your ubers out the front and uh as soon as you step off the property it's the walking dead all right, it's called Naked City because they will rob your ass naked. Everybody in Vegas is hustling. You got if people ain't pimping and prostituting. They they scamming and and they they'll sell you like a a water bottle which is tap water from a a recycled bottle and they open it for you. Right, oh here you go, player. They pull it out the yaleta and they open it for you real quick so you don't notice the shit was open all the while. <laughs> it's really not my speed. Um, you know, I bro. All that traveling and stuff, it's like, bro, I'm dragging ass. By midnight, I'm already like, oh, my God. How far is the stratosphere from here? Uh, who won this weekend? Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. That's who won. If you're trying to get from one end, end of the strip to the other, it's going to take a long time. It's going to be about 50 fucking dollars. Um, and I had no idea who was trying to roast me about this shit. It might have been Stevie. I had no idea this shit was called Pride Weekend. In old Vegas. What? So me and Jerry and Midnight, we're going to meet up with um, Giovanni, his wife, and uh, Stevie, Cap Stevie Capone. And we went down to old Vegas by the Golden Nugget. Shout out to the Fertitas. Shout out. And that's where you see like like chicks that'll take a picture with you and like, you know, the Vegas experience. Uh, people like will paint you and uh, you got the people going overhead on those uh, zip lines. Right. There's music. There's bars. There's balconies. It's all like a bunch of gambling and cigarette smoke and there's dispensaries and everything which they sold us some fucking mid excuse my language they they sold me and midnight some mid it's hella mid grade talking about this gorilla glue <laughs> bitch that was elmer's <laughs> that was straight elmer's um what was oh okay so we're walking around old vegas and we're like okay all right well shit damn obama sure did give them their own month and they sure are out in full force i'm like damn y'all ain't scared of oh y'all almost got the uh monkey pox vaccine already and we start looking around looking around it's like there's so many holding hands and the rainbows and the this and the that finally we start reading some of the signage from the the bars and the clubs and everywhere 
And it's like, happy Pride weekend, Las Vegas celebrates, yada, 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 whoop-de-woo. We're like, what the fuck? This is so random. Like, y'all just did the month. Yeah. What's, what's this for? What's, yeah. It was just a market employee. It's just like, hey, man, we got to keep traffic heavy down here. We're competing with the other side of the strip. And we just got to have, like, something going on all the time. Who could we make money off of? Damn. It's like identity politics. Not your speed. It wasn't Hispanic Heritage Month representation nowhere. If <laughs> you see the, the stores with the end caps where it's like Fabuloso, uh, tos, uh, all the like Mexican chips and shit at stores. I saw, yeah, I saw a meme. It was like Happy Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like all Walgreens. the shit. Yeah, and it's all the shit that they, they like Limon, Frito-Lays. Yep, yep, yep. yep. What are those Takis and shit? Yeah, Pepino Lime Gatorade. <laughs> I'm like, Bram, bro. That's how y'all gonna do it. Bram, bro. Bram. Bram, bro. Bram, my G. Bram. Dude, we got an interview to get to. Send him off. All right. Get your seatbelts on. It's a lot of energy. Yep. All right. Clay Clark coming in extra hot. Uh, tell a friend. Tune in. Give us feedback. Leave a comment. Make sure to subscribe to all the YouTubes, RPT Studios. Yep. And of course, look up Chingo Bling and you should find my CBTV Chingo Bling. And the new one, Cafecito Time. Cafecito Time, new podcast alert. And speaking of alerts, uh, last city of the tour. Uh, I want to film it because, you know, I'm rearranging so much. Bro, there was new tags. Nice. So there was something that was said at lunch. We went to go have tamales and stuff. Uh, Giovanni's wife said something that was hilarious and I was I kept it in the, in the mind and then Stevie said something I was like okay boom boom so then on stage I just kind of rearranged it and added it into my shit and uh, Giovanni said he had like a uh, you know that Joe Rogan gif where he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he saw me throwing some shit from that day, and he was just like, "Bro, I just saw your show in San Jose." Oh, that's funny. That's right. So, bet. All right, let's get to the interview, ladies and gentlemen. Red Pill Tamales, Clay Clark. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Chingo Bling. We got DJ producer Big Rob. Hello, everybody. And we have Mr. Clay Clark on the line. How you doing, brother? I appreciate you guys uh, carving out time uh, for me to be here with you, and I hope we can uh, drop some knowledge bombs that people have not previously heard. Well, you know what? We were just checking an episode of of your show on your website. Uh, let everybody know uh, the website we were on. But you just blew my mind. It was you said you said COVID nineteen stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID AI, and True. I was I was like, what? My Literally. mind was super blown. But uh, I really yeah. really dig the content. Let everybody know your website. It's a time to free America.com. Again, that's a time to free America.com. And everything we're going to talk about today is always cited there. So you can find everything there. Um, and then if you want to see a timeline of uh, the COVID-19 Great Reset Agenda beginning in 1971, you can go to time to free America.com forward slash revelation. Time to free America.com forward slash revelation. You can see it from the starting in 1971 all the way down to today. It's unbelievable. You know what else blew my mind? Um, I like the way you have the website laid out with different squares where you can take nuggets of information and there was one that caught my eye it was a uh, elon musk and the twitter bird and we clicked it and we're looking at it and i was like i did not know any of that about elon musk i mean there were so many disturbing connections and funding and breadcrumbs yeah. well let's just do elon let's just share about elon musk for a second some things people don't probably know um elon musk uh for anybody out there who's not aware of this elon musk is a big proponent of universal basic income mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. big tenant of the world economic forum's great reset um elon musk's technology Neuralink, is the technology that connects brains to computers 
and it is being pushed by the World Economic Forum. Elon Musk uh, often uh, warns people about AI, yet Elon Musk started the most aggressive AI company in the world with funding from Bill Gates called OpenAI. In 2015, um, Elon Musk refers to AI as summoning the demon, yet he is the one who is summoning the demon. Mm. Elon Musk is now putting up 30,000 low-orbit satellites that would um, connect the uh, Earth uh, via low-orbit satellites. So basically blanketing the Earth with technology that has the ability to connect, uh, basically to serve like as, as a surveillance regime for every person on the planet at all times. Yeah, you know what? We definitely do not have our pom-poms out uh, for, for Mr. Musk. Um, we're very dubious of him because we know he's a transhumanist. So you let, let's dive into this aspect. Um, yeah. you, you, you have a series of events happening, and a lot of them are sold out. Where's the next stop? And tell everybody what they should expect. Yeah. And by the way, open invitation to you guys. What, what state do you guys broadcast out of? We're out of Houston, Texas. Okay, well, just open invitation. If you guys ever want to come to the events, I will certainly give you guys uh, a media pass, media access, so you can interview a lot of the people. But but basically, um, my day now um, consists of talking to Mike Lindell and General Flynn and Eric Trump, and um, that, that, that that's my normal now. And so um, we're doing this Reawaken America tour because General Flynn, Mike Lindell, myself, you guys, a lot of people know what's going on, but a lot of people don't. And so I felt like the best way to reawaken America or to wake people up to what's going on is to do uh, events at scale. And when I sold my first company in 2007, I built a company. Um, I built a company out of my uh, college dorm room called DJConnection.com, which I no longer own, but I grew it to a point where we were doing 4,000 events a year, and you know, corporate events, weddings—that's like 80 events every weekend. And uh, so I know how to organize an event and how to, you know, f fill up an arena, fill up an event center, sound, lights, audio, porta potty, security. I know how to do all that. I never thought that God would be using us or that our nation would be using me or my skill set at this time uh, to be doing these patriotic events. But I just feel like that's what we're supposed to do. And because of the urgency of what we're doing, um, I also felt really called and compelled that everyone should be able to name their price. And so if you're out there listening today and you want to come join us in Branson, Missouri in November, which is our final event of the year, or in Pennsylvania here in October, we have two final events. So we have Pennsylvania in October. We have uh, Branson in November. Yes, you're going to see Ju uh, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Yes, you'll see Mickey Willis. Yes, you'll see Dave Martin, uh, Jim Caviezel, you know, the guy who played Jesus. Uh, you'll see uh, um, Jim Brewer, the comedian, General Flynn, Eric Trump, Cash Patel. You see all these people, but the one thing I want you to not see is people being greedy. So I don't take any income or salary from these events, and I have no problem with anybody out there. If you're listening right now and you do events and you do make a profit, I have no problem with that. No problem with Charlie Kirk. No problem with Bill O'Reilly and the different events that charge money. No problem. Just for our events, I felt like everybody should be able to afford our events, and I grew up very poor. So I started thinking, you know, if my dad, who's no longer alive, he passed away from Lou Gehrig several years back, but if my dad wanted to take my brother and I to an event like this, you know, could he have afforded $250 a ticket plus the cost to drive there? And the answer was no. But you know what? My dad would have wanted to take me. And so my dad probably could have said, hey, maybe with gas prices being high, uh, we could probably get to Pennsylvania or we could get to uh, Branson, but we probably would have to stay, you know, at a, at a cheap motel and we probably would be eating, you know, McDonald's or something. And so I wanted it to be able to be affordable for people like my father 
uh, who are hardworking people that have been hurt by the Great Reset. And so literally, you can pay whatever price you want to pay, and that's at timetofreeamerica.com. Exciting. Wow. Yeah, man. Hey, I got to ask, too, since and we're on the subject. Also, also for the record, uh, my, everybody listening, they're thinking that I'm going to make it like that for my tickets for my comedy tour, <laughs> uh, the way my bills are set up. <laughs> we, no, have a, it, we have a firm. <laughs> tickets well, you know perfect. how it I'm works, kidding. though, is it's, it's a thing where um, you know, I have a dog training franchise. I have a haircut chain. I have a business consulting business. I have a marketing firm. I have a lot of businesses that I'm involved in, and the Lord has blessed me. Awesome. And um, I also know that it does cost about 400 grand to put on every one of these events. And so we've had so many people. We just had a lady the other day, just a true story. She calls me and she says, I want to buy a ticket for $250. We tell people it's a two-day event. The doors open at 6. It starts at you know 9, goes until 7 p.m. You're going to see 70 speakers over two days. So if you could pay $250, it'd be great, but you can pay whatever you want. And she says, well, honey, I want to pay $250 for me. And my daughter, and I'm going, okay. And she says, and I also want to pay 250 for a couple other people that maybe couldn't afford to pay. So that kind of stuff happens. And then you also have people, I talked to a guy the other day who served honorably in the military and uh, uh, has a lot of health issues now. He survived as a veteran, was injured in, 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 in combat. And, you know, he's on a fixed income, whatever. And he was blown away that he could pay $25 for a ticket. So, I mean, you can pay whatever price you want to pay. Awesome. Rob. Clay, well, since you've you've already told us a lot about what you do, I got to ask, how do you go from your dorm room, the businesses scaling up and then running big operations to wanting to do patriotic events like this? Well, it's kind of a a weird deal. Um, Let me, I'll go quickly, but I'll just kind of give people a timeline. So, you know, I'm building this business. I was entrepreneur of the year in 2002 from the, for the Tulsa Metro Chamber of Commerce. Entrepreneur of the Year for the State of Oklahoma in 2007 from the Small Business Administration. Um, somewhere along the line, when you win business awards, the elected officials want to meet you. <laughs> and I think they want to take credit for your success. So they, they, they say, oh, come get a photo. I'm the mayor. and I want to get a photo with the top entrepreneur. So it's kind of like they can take credit for your success. And I didn't know that. you know. So I won the award. I was very happy to do it. I wasn't aware of what was going on with politics at the time. And I, and I started meeting these people and I'm going, these people walk really slow. Hmm. They have no hustle. <laughs> they spend a lot of money on taking me, they're taking me to dinners where they're having massive bills in DC. And I'm like, who's paying for this? And they start. And I remember one of the guys, he said, the, the, the delegation from Oklahoma said, Oh, it's just the taxpayers. Don't worry about it, man. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was, I mean, that, that was a problem. Um, and so um, I started researching, and in 2012, I discovered this thing called the Rockefeller Plan. And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, the Rockefeller Plan was a plan written in 2010 that calls for quarantines, curfews, lockdowns, and forced vaccinations. So I'd had that in my hands in 2012, and I thought, that would never happen. That never, ha- that'd never happened. I mean, come on. It's America. Yeah. Well, too many, freedom. Too many, it's America. Yeah, too, America. Many, too many checks and balances. Yeah. Or so we think. Exactly. So then I saw the president get up there with the scarf queen and Fauci and Fauci's up there saying to, to mitigate the, the spread of the virus. We, <laughs> we need we need to uh, uh, socially distance for, uh, uh, to mitigate, to, to stop the spread. And, and, it, and it's, asymptomatic. it's asymptomatic. And he's talking to people like he's talking to America like we're third graders and like he's a genius. So he's saying, and what it's asymptomatic. So what that means is the virus droplets could be spread. And I'm going, what? So I, I researched all this and I discovered the following five things. I'm going to drop some knowledge bombs right now for your listeners that they probably don't know. So here we go. I discovered that one, that 
the HR 748 CARES Act, the HR 748 CARES Act, the COVID-19, the famous COVID-19 CARES Act, you know, the COVID-19 Relief Act mm. was written one year and one month before COVID-19 was even in existence. <sighs> Two, I discovered that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. The system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. Three, I discovered there were patents from 2012 for creating an artificial immune system. I discovered that the system, that, that the, the models that said the 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID-19, those models are false. And I discovered that the polymerase chain reaction COVID-19 tests were falsely calibrated to inflate the cases. And the inventor of the test, Kerry Mullis, is on record stating they can be falsely inflated and that Fauci is a pathological liar. So Damn. I told my wife, I'm like, okay, our podcast has been number one on iTunes Six times out of all categories. I mean, we have millions of listeners some months. You know, yeah, you know, as a podcasting, some months you have a million listeners, some weeks you do. And I'm going, I'm going to just have to use all my time, resources, everything to try to wake people up. So I met with governors and mayors and congressmen, and I discovered that most of them were not concerned at all. Mm. And, and, like they, they, and they walk we, slow. <laughs> they're walking slow. No they're urgency. Slow. Seriously. Yeah. No energy to it. No, there's no energy. Hustle, like hustle bone broken. Exact. Bunch of Jeb Bushes. And so I sued the mayor of Tulsa to keep Tulsa open. I uh, sued the mayor of Tulsa. I turned my building into a church when I could not find a church that was open. I flew in a pastor every week, Pastor Leon Benjamin, to um, to turn our building into a church. He's the pastor of Remnant Church. Now it's called The Real Remnant Church.com. The Real Remnant Church. Don't get scared. I'm not the pastor. Um, but Pastor Leon Benjamin comes in every Thursday. Um, then I kept my own businesses open. And the New York Times did a hit piece on my businesses, the haircut chain, Elephant in the Room, for staying open. Wow. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Then Jimmy Kimmel did a hit piece on me for, huh. for the comments I made that COVID-19 is less deadly than the flu because it is. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just kept happening and happening. And I'm the kind of guy that fighting is um, life-giving to me. Um, it, it, it's, it's like the – I sort of enjoy – the sparring, like mm -hmm. the, the attacks energize me. I tell people I sip on the haterade. Yeah. And so I'm doing these town halls now every week. And at one of them, General Flynn's there. General Flynn, America's general. General Flynn's there. We got like a thousand people up in my building. My building can accommodate 500 people. It's like a thousand people in the building. I mean, it's standing room only. It's packed. And I could just sense his integrity and his sincerity and his no BS commitment to our country. And I went to bed. Couldn't sleep at all, by the way. Couldn't sleep at all. And I normally sleep very well. I go to bed at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. and I wake up at 3 a.m. I go to bed at 9 p.m. I always wake up at 3. It's my move. Sleep, you know, go to bed at 9, wake up at 3. And uh, I couldn't sleep all night. I'm sweating. My skin starts to look like I'm a wet seal or something. And my, my, my wife and I have been married 21 years. She knows this doesn't happen to me. So she's like, what's going on? Why are you sweating so much? And I go, I feel like in my dream that God was showing me that General Flynn and I are supposed to team up. Mm. to expose election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud, and get people back to God. And my wife says, well, you need to call him then. So I called him. Wow. Boop, 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 boop. No previous conversation about this. I've only met the dude at this time like three times. So I said, hey, General Flynn, I feel like God wants us to do a, a, an event where we share the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud, get people back to God, and totally mask-free, socially distance-free. And this is during the peak of the masks and the lockdowns and all that. And he says, I know, but it has to happen through the church. So I went on One America and Newsmax, and I said, hey, if you want to buy a ticket, text my number. And I wrote my number. And, and I think the producers and everybody watching the TV show is like, 
did he just give out his cell phone? He's crazy. He's crazy. COVID's making him crazy. Yeah. So I gave out my number. I said, text the number 918-851-0102. 918-851-0102. Yes, that is my phone number. Hold on. I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting it in my phone. No, seriously. And so the phone, it starts blowing up. My wife's like, did you just give out your cell phone number on mainstream media? I go, yeah. Dude, check this out. We had over 50,000 people request tickets. One over... Over 50,000 people requested tickets. We had over 5,500 people in attendance. We had 7.1 million people stream. And I, from the time that the idea was given to me, from the time that it was executed, it was less than 45 days. And uh, I hired a team, kind of built the ark as we were going, built the parachute on the way down. And uh, then General Flynn calls me and says, hey, I think like we should do another one. I'm going, okay. And again, I don't take any income or salary. The math doesn't look good when you sit there and tabulate well, there's more money going out than in. Let's do that again. So we did another one. And then he called me up and said, could you do another one? And so long story short, uh, we are going to be doing them through November. I committed to do it through November. I feel like in a certain way, I've been kind of drafted for doing this. And then next year, uh, Eric Trump and Cash Patel and General Flynn and I got to talking and they would like to do four events next year. So next year, we will do four Reawaken America Tour events. And I believe what's happening is that people who've been to the CPAC, you know, the CPAC event, CPAC made people wear a mask two years ago. Wow. Ain't that something? And people are like, what? And Alex Jones isn't allowed to really come to CPAC. I oh. mean, General Flynn has to kind of sneak in through the side door. I mean, you have America's general, a guy trusted by uh, President Trump, isn't allowed to speak there. You know, so it was kind of a thing where I think people are looking for an unfiltered, raw and you, you know comedy, so you get it. But basically, comedy is one of the last places in the world where unfiltered truth is allowed, mm -hmm. and it resonates with people. Mm -hmm. And our events are just unfiltered. There's not a teleprompter in sight. I don't tell anybody what they can or cannot talk about. And it is wild. I mean, it is 70 speakers over two days. People are so appreciative to be there. It is fire. Whoa, man, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let me know if you need some stand-up. Uh, 71 speakers. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, Claire, are you familiar with uh, um, Primetime Stein, Alex Primetime Stein? I am. I didn't think anybody could rival him for the amount of energy they brought to this podcast, but you have exploded through the roof right here Cheers. on the podcast. Well, Cheers say, to I, that. I, how I operate, and I just want to be very clear, uh, if, I were, if someone was listening right now and they were a business consulting client, if anybody goes to thrivetimeshow.com, and you click on uh, testimonials. I've had I have over two thousand client success stories over the year, and I only take on one hundred and sixty clients. And people say, "Why?" And I say, "Because I don't want to deplete my energy, man. I have one hundred and sixty clients, and every single client I work with will become successful." You know, people pay our our company seventeen hundred dollars a month. It's month to month to help them grow. And just like a personal trainer, they want their clients to get in shape. My clients, they actually take a business that barely works and they end up scaling it and doing great. And I and I'm very energized because I know and I would tell all my I would tell any client to do this. Anybody listening right now, this is what you want to do if you want to stay energized. Make a list of the following seven F's: faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun, and focused attention. Faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun, and focused attention. Again, faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun, and focused attention. And when you do that, every morning, I do this before I see a single person. Every day I do it. I ask myself, what am I doing today for my faith, my family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun? And guess what? If, you, if we don't schedule time for fitness, we're not going to just drift into working out. If we don't schedule time for family, we're not going to spend time with them. We have to be intentional. 
And because I am so intentional about designing every day, and I am 100% sure that God wants me to be on your show right now with you guys, there's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be than right here with you. And because I know that as soon as we wrap up today's show, I'll be hopping in an aluminum tube to uh, visit somebody. We'll just say there's somebody who's trying to save America. I won't mention their name, but I'm going to go out there. The meeting with them today is no less important than meeting with you, and you're no no less important than them. And meeting with my kids tonight with family time, that's no more or less important, but it's important that we're intentional. I think if you're intentional about where you're spending your time and you view that every moment that you have on this earth is a gift from God and what you do to what you do with that moment is a gift to God. I repeat, every moment you have is a gift from God, but what you do with that moment is a gift to God. If we have that mindset, I think we can be very energized. And I just think a lot of times we get pulled in so many areas and distracted that our energy level drops because we're just so perpetually distracted and frankly beaten up. But I'm telling you what, folks, I am encouraged right now. I want anybody out there, if you're listening right now and you're going, man, things are rough. I want to encourage you. We're going to save this country. It's going to happen, but it's going to require every single person to share this show with as many people as you possibly can because we've got to wake up America. Yeah, we're trying to wake up Mexican-Americans, and uh, a lot of them are waking up. What are your predictions, and how do you feel about the midterms around the corner? Uh, I, and I, I, I'm not a prophet. Uh, so as a general rule, I'm a, I'm a heavy fact guy, so I'll give you some facts. Um, CNN has lost 9 out of 10 of its viewers. And su- CNN is also being sued by President Donald J. Trump for defamation. So let's be clear. 9 out of 10 Americans have stopped watching CNN. And President Trump is suing CNN for the same reason that nine out of 10 Americans have stopped watching CNN. So I think that shows right there a shift. Mm -hmm. I think that Joe Rogan has talked about Rumble.com recently, often about Rumble and the value of Rumble.com is important. I think you're seeing more and more people shift to Rumble.com is important. I think you're seeing more and more people shift to Truth Social. I think you're you're seeing a shifting uh, of of an intentionality of people going away from YouTube to Rumble. They're going away from... CNN to alternative media. That, that's a positive thing. I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact you're seeing Dade County, the school board flip conservative for the first time. I think that's important. I think because you're seeing more people of uh, different pigmentation levels uh, voting conservative, that's good. Um, I think the fact you're seeing more Hispanic, more black, more Asian, you know, you're seeing more men, more women, more, you're just seeing more of a diverse group identifying as conservative. I think that's important. I think strong conservative voices like Candace Owens are powerful. I think that Kanye West completely destroying the Black Lives Matter argument on Tucker Carlson the other night was incredible. The fact that he's wearing a White Lives Matter shirt and when he was asked why, he said, because they do. <laughs> I just think, you know, Kanye West uh, saying that, hey, by the way, 50% of black deaths are caused by Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood was founded by a eugenicist by the name of Margaret Sanger. I think that's important. I think Kanye West calling out the godless agenda of the corporate media. I mean, I just think there's a lot of positive things happening right now. And I just think that the mainstream media, which is entirely controlled by BlackRock, BlackRock and Vanguard, those are two companies, BlackRock and Vanguard. I think people don't understand that the majority of Americans are in favor of freedom and liberty and the conservative values that made our country great. Although the majority of uh, media outlets are anti God, anti-America, which is why you're seeing, you know, Disney create that that, that show called by on, on FX. Disney owns a company called FX. So a sister company of Disney is called FX, and they put out a show called Little Demon about the Antichrist. 
And then it failed and no one wanted to go see it. No one wanted to watch it. So I think you're seeing more and more these um, deep state, globalist, godless uh, attempts to steal our freedom to disappear. So I, I'm actually encouraged, but I also I also have a pessimistic worldview. I think we should all believe that we're always one point behind. We're always one phone call away from our goal. We're always one you know extra step away from hitting our goal, and we all need to keep putting that effort to wake up our family and friends. Totally agree with that. Oh, yeah. Everybody tuning in right now. Be a force multiplier. Uh, where can they get tickets to the upcoming events? And you said one was Pennsylvania. What was the other? We got Pennsylvania, and that'll be in uh, uh, no, uh, October, Pennsylvania, October. And then November will be in Branson. And again, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, you can request tickets there. Uh, a little interesting thing about the way we do our tickets um, you have to request a ticket. A member of my team has to call you. And we do that because we've never had a security incident at our event. And it's because we have a blacklist of people that cannot attend our events. You know, people like Array Epps, they can't come to our events. And so we have a, a screening process and you have to bring your ID to get into the event. So um, you can get, go to timetofreeamerica.com to request those tickets. By the way, your sign is sweet. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's actually, this is actually green screen, man. Is that Every, your signature? Everything's a simulation, bro. <laughs> No, yeah, it's that's my a sweet looking. Uh, yeah, it's a neon. It's my that's my really? that's my autograph right there. Bam, that's nice. Hey, if I ever release an audio book, I may have to have you read it. A hundred percent. Ah, well, I I would I would be happy to if if we get to the end of Saving America, maybe I'll get back into things like that. You know, I I uh, I'll just say this, folks. If you're listening right now today and you're going, uh what happens if we let the deep state? You know, it's like I want to get involved, but what happens if we don't win? You know, I just I'm busy. I want to save America. I want to get involved, but you know, I need to know how bad it's going to be if we don't win. Okay, this is Fox News on the 23rd of December, 2021. They were explaining how the technology. This is Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates financed RNA modifying nanotechnology that goes inside the human body. RNA modifying nanotechnology that goes inside the human body. They financed the creation of it via a, a professor, a Harvard professor by the name of Charles Lieber. So Fox News reported what that technology is being used for. And I want people to listen to the words coming out of this reporter's mouth. Listen to this. Here we go. It's truly unbelievable. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. One more time. This is their agenda, folks. This is their agenda. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. And you can see all the patents, folks, at timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation. It's all right there. So I just encourage everybody out there, get involved, do whatever you have to do to save this nation, because it's not going to be good if we don't. Well, we know you have a flight to catch, sir. And uh, please say hello to the gentleman you're meeting with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you're I in will, Houston, Clay, that. We, we need to get you in studio, by the way. Uh, you know, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. My, my schedule right now is so crazy because you know, I, I organize these events. So I book all the speakers. I book all the vendors. Uh, I do all that. Now, while running the normal things I do, and we're doing about 40 interviews a week right now. So it's a little bit crazy for me to get at it. But I, I, uh, I got a call from a certain um, person. And uh, so when the certain person asks you to come to Florida, you you, you do it. So I'm hopping on a plane right now and I'll be headed out there right now. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. You have a great one. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you, guys.